We Turned Out Okay is a show about children and families. You get to see into the mind of a child development expert, and you'll learn tons about kids and why they do what they do. It's for grown-ups, so it's not always G-rated. But it's almost always PG. And we'll let you know when it's PG-13 or higher. Also, you can expect some rabbit holes and detours. But we return to the topic at hand. Besides, rabbits are awesome. What have you got against rabbits? Anyway, sit back, relax, and prepare to learn about how to stay sane while raising your little kids. Enjoy the show! Come on, guys! We turned out okay. The modern parent's guide to old school parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, and welcome to We Turned Out Okay. This is episode 311 of the show that helps you change your child's behavior from bad to good, feel happy inside, and truly enjoy family time. And this is the last show of the decade, the last show of the year, the last show of the month, the last show of the decade. I'm excited that you are here with me for it. Uh, I am Karen Locke Culp. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you here. If you are new or if you're returning, it's all good. I am a child development expert. I've got a master's degree in early childhood education. And uh, what I do these days is I write books for parents and I uh, I run this podcast so that you can uh, get some advice here. And I also have a private coaching community. And that's actually where today's episode comes from. So I want to get you there as quickly as possible. I'll talk a little bit more about that a little later in the pre-show here, and then we'll get right into that call. Um, uh, a couple things first, we usually on Mondays, I do a magic word for parents, which is a super quick Facebook live video that I do in the We Turned Out Okay Facebook group, which you can get to by going to facebook.com slash we turned out okay, or just clicking the link here in the show notes. Um, as I say, I usually do that on Mondays, but it is off for the holiday. It will be returning on Monday, January the, I believe, 6th. Uh, so there will be a new, uh, fresh bunch of those coming at you every Monday if you happen to be in the Facebook group. And um, so if you're not there yet, go and join. That way you can you can take advantage of those as well. Um, they are super fun. Uh, oftentimes they that, you know, there are uh, Facebook members, group members in there with me on the call, which is very fun. And people can listen back to them, watch back to them, and it's all good. Uh, the parenting news is usually what I do next in these pre-shows and or breaks. And uh, there's been a format change on We Turned Out Okay. The show will still come out every single Tuesday. Uh, and I'm super excited to bring it to you. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. I wanted to make the the pre-shows and the breaks a little bit shorter, a little bit less uh, kind of ungainly. They were feeling like they were getting out of my control a little bit. And what I've decided to do is take the parenting news and move it so that it has, uh, it's still incorporated into our show. It's just done in a way that um, that means it, we're not taking too, too much time out of an episode so that you can get, you can get right into the meat of the episode. So have no fear. Parenting news is still around. It's just going to be a little different in 2020. I'm excited to bring that to you. Uh, next up, I do a weekly newsletter, which you can find by going to weturnedoutok.com slash weekly. And um, 
what I email in that it's called the parenting newsletter. And what I email are things like it's basically a letter like, um, you know, like, a, like a correspondent might send to you. <laughs> and what's fun is I get I get letters back a lot of times from from people in my email group. So I, I love, love, love that. Um, and this one that's coming out tomorrow in real time, they come out every Wednesday, is the fourth in a series that I've been doing. So about a month ago, I started to feel or I realized I was feeling like a complete and total failure personally, professionally. I was feeling like a terrible mom. I was feeling like I couldn't hit my marks in terms of writing. I couldn't achieve my goals. And it was super frustrating. So what I did was I reached out to some friends and I asked them like, what do you do when you feel like you've lost your mojo? And tomorrow's is the fourth and final one in that series. Um, where you can find out a little bit more about what's what's happening with my one word of 2020, which each year I choose a word to that I kind of focus on for the whole year. I focus around it for the whole year. And these have been super helpful. And this one I'm, I'm excited about because uh, it's I did it a little bit differently. I did it on the advice of a woman named Audrey Monkey, who's been on the show a couple times. She's written a wonderful book called Happy Campers. She's one of the most optimistic people I know. Um, and she's a, just a great teacher and resource for parents. And, um, she was just so helpful to me and I'm excited to kind of highlight her ideas in, in this series that I've been doing. So it will come out if you're listening in real time, Wednesday, the, probably the 9th of January, <laughs> 8th of January, maybe probably the 8th. And, um, you can still sign up for it uh, by going to weturnedoutokay.com slash weekly. And then there will be every Wednesday you get a new one. So um, so that's always very fun. Thank you for all of your emails and shout outs and, uh, and ways that you kind of get in touch with me out in the world. I love it so much hearing from you. Um, when you sign up to the weekly newsletter, the first thing you get automatically delivered actually is a, a letter from me that basically says like, what's your biggest parenting struggle? And one of my favorite things is when you write back to me and you tell me what it is, because what I try to do, uh, I answer every single one of those. And what I try to do is just give an honest answer for what I think you could do in, in, in the different situations that what always surprises me is, uh, the different problems that come up for parents. And um, I love helping you in in that way. And, um, you know, I've, again, I love corresponding. I, to me, it feels like, um, like we get to have a conversation. And I just think that's so wonderful. So thank you for your emails and shout outs and stuff like that. Uh, thank you for sharing about the show, even if you share about it with just one friend that or into a parenting group that you belong to, that means so much. Um, and then they can get the benefits that you are also getting. <laughs> thank you for subscribing. That way you never miss an episode and you do get to do that happy dance that we do when a podcast that we love shows up in our uh, feed, our podcast feed. And thank you also for your positive reviews. Um, they they just carry me along and they're delightful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's show is brought to you by the wonderful, amazing members of our Ninja Parenting community. I teach Ninja parents how to get good behavior from their children how to handle their toughest parenting struggles, and how to feel in tune with their children and enjoy family time for real. And in fact, this week, what one of the things that we've been working on, uh, one of our members wrote a post called Getting Out the Door, in which she highlights, like, here are the major problems that we are having getting out the door in the morning. She, she, she describes different scenarios. Um, it's such a great 
post and the, her question is like, what do I do when, uh, when he specifically, you know, wants to like, he, I know he's going to throw a temper tantrum if I say no, when he wants to finish up with something that he's doing, but we have to get out the door. So we've been really, really working on this in the Ninja Parenting community, along with a lot of other cool stuff as well. Um, but the thing about being a member is if you're not a member, you get to hear me talking about, um, like sometimes on the show, like today, for example, today's show is the answer to a question that somebody brought up in the Ninja Parenting community. So if you're not a member, you do hear about some of these things, but you hear about them. I think this one was recorded back in October. Um, so you hear about them a little later and they're somebody else's questions. When you're in there, you get to ask me questions. They're your questions, right? And um, I get to answer them. And and I just am so, it feels like such a great and symbiotic kind of relationship um, because when you're in the Ninja Parenting community, you are making this show possible. And I really, really appreciate that. But also um, you're getting the help that that you need. So if you are not yet a member of the Ninja Parenting community, um, here's a little bit about it, how it, why it works, right? So it works because it's all online. So the help is there for you 24 seven, wherever you live in whatever your time zone. It's personalized to you. So you can always get help with whatever part of raising children is most challenging for you. That's kind of what we were just talking about. It's always growing because our members share their challenges and struggles. And so I can create help with personalized videos, worksheets, courses, challenges, and other offerings. Um, and it contains deep and broad learning to help you most in your parenting. So learn more and become a monthly member by going to weturnedoutok.com slash join NPC. That's all one word. It ends up spelling J-O-I-N-N-P-C. Um, so please, please, uh, go to that, go to that link and come and join us. Um, and I'm excited to, uh, you know, to see you and meet you in there. And I, I'm in there every day. Like these are people that are, that, you know, have become frankly like family as, as they post and, and I, you know, also post and then other people chime in. It's really, really a wonderful, um, very supportive, very positive community. And you should be, you should join us. <laughs> All right. I, without further ado, here is this. Um, I, I really hope you enjoy this kind of big idea about, um, about the differences between like, you know, am I always going to be sort of like looking at the consequences of something, uh, like behavioral consequences, or does there ever get to be a point where it's like about a little bit more than these sort of exchanges of, you know, my child does something wrong and I provide consequences for that. Um, hopefully that will make a little bit more sense as you listen. So here we go. Enjoy this episode and happy new year. I will see you next week on the flip side in a new year and a new decade. All right. Cheers. Here's the episode. And welcome to this. Actually, <laughs> this isn't a podcast episode necessarily of We Turned Out Okay. This is a post. Uh, this is a video that I'm making for the Ninja Parenting community because we have a mom who had a very specific, fascinating and compelling question. And um, I knew I was going to want to get it on the podcast at some point. So what I decided to do was hit record, make the video at the same time as I'm making a podcast recording. So some of you are hearing this uh, when it pretty well when it was recorded. I If you're in the Ninja Parenting community, you'll have access to it right away. But it'll be a couple of months from now. I'm planning a, uh, a show about big ideas. And I think this is going to be a part of that show. So um, 
So if you want the video of it, and you are not in the Ninja Parenting community already, please go there. It's, uh, you can go to weturnedoutokay.com slash join NPC. That's all one word, join NPC. And um, what I want to do, this question, it didn't blow my mind in the sense of, actually, it did blow my mind in the sense of like, I didn't under, it's not that I didn't understand it. I, I felt like there were a couple of different things that that this ninja parent could be talking about. And so um, I suggested that she create a, a new post and start basically start a thread in our forums asking this question, which is about controlling behavior. And um, effectively, what she's asking is, is this all there is when you're raising a young child? And um, so let me just read her question. Uh, okay, so so this is what this is what our ninja parent wrote. A beloved ninja parent who is in our forums like all the time. We call her Mama Llama, and uh, that is what she's. That's the name that she's chosen for herself in our forums. And um, she's just always asking really cool questions and 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 talking. There's a lot of discussion that has come about because of Mama Llama. I'm so thankful to her. Thank you so much, Mama Llama, for being in the community and for being so present in it. Um, so this is what Mama Lama wrote from the other thread. You had asked, could you expand on your thoughts on controlling behavior being not all that there is, maybe even in a new post? I'd love to dive in a little bit more to that idea. So that was, that's what came from the original post. And then uh, Mama Lama wrote, she continued and she wrote, I guess it's more of a mindset question, shifting out of the idea that I have to control his bad behavior and enforce consequences to do so, that the ultimate goal is a desired behavior and into more of the idea of connection, still trying to wrap my head around when to use consequences and when to just talk about it and move on. And how will he ever learn what is acceptable and safe if there are no consequences for anything, which is what Dr. Sawberry teaches. I have heard her on podcast, but need to read her book. How to relax and enjoy our relationship more and not feel like I'm always on the edge of discipline mode or like I should have handled things differently. Should there have been a consequence for flailing around, flapping his hands and smacking into me during a tantrum? Should I take music away in the car if he doesn't follow our parking lot rules? And that's that's what Mama Lama wrote. And um, so first of all, I just wanted to say I love Dr. Shafali Sabri's ideas. I have t- I've also heard her on podcasts. I didn't know she had one herself. Um no, you're you're not saying she has one herself. You're you're saying that you've heard her as well on podcasts. Yeah. So I would say probably about a year ago, maybe a little more, I first heard her on a show called it's Jonathan Fields. It's called The Good Life Project. So um wherever you're reading this, I'm gonna attempt anyway. Uh wherever you're reading this, wherever you're hearing this, I'm going to attempt to link to uh Dr. Sawberry on good life. So you're, if you're, if you're watching, what you're seeing is me write this down. So I don't forget it. That's a good way to make sure that it gets at least a little bit more often into the notes. Most often it'll get into the notes, um, on good life project with Jonathan Fields. Okay. Um, she has amazing ideas and it's funny because what, what Mama Lama writes here is, um, how will he ever learn what acceptable and safe is if there are no consequences for anything? And um, it's not the idea that there are no consequences for anything. It's more the idea that, uh, and I, I, again, not, I'm speaking from my own experience here. I I think Dr. Tsavari teaches this as well, but it's not that there are no consequences. It's that we are not going out of our way to create consequences um, beyond what they are already 
learning. Um, like we don't need in a, in a lot of life, we don't need extra consequences. They are they are understanding, and this behavior is being reinforced um, themselves. So I just want to start off by saying this is really high level stuff, and I think. I'm just so impressed with this question. Um, it shows a lot of thought and, uh, you know, that that um, that you're getting good enough at the kind of positive discipline that you're that you're now kind of almost on a on a higher level. And I just I think I mean, when you think about ninja tactics, like what we're talking about today is uh is a little bit of a higher level ninja tactic. Um, but it's one, I don't necessarily mean that you have to learn baseline ninja tactics before you can get to this one. I, I hope that's not how you would take my ideas or my thoughts. Um, I think that these can be learned along with, sometimes it's it's better to know and understand the high level stuff before you even get to like the implementation of things like how to make no sound like yes, for example, or um, some of the other ninja tactics that I teach uh, that help parents like move out of disciplining and into fun stuff. <laughs> it it uh, It's really detrimental, actually. Not only is it not fun to have the world be filled with your your world be filled with discipline, even if it's positive discipline, it's it's uh, it's still better to kind of be able to get out of that and and get into the what I think of as the fun stuff. And really, what Mama Lama is talking about here is, um, controlling behavior kind of on one end of a, of a continuum, I think, versus enjoying the relationship on the far other end of the continuum. Um, it's high level stuff. And it's not always about like the, the sort of action slash reaction, right? Um, a rule is broken and here is the consequence. Like it's not, human beings are not interactive in that way all the time. I, I guess in a way we are, because based on our experiences, that will shape our future behavior. Um, but it's not the same, for example, as like when you're teaching a, a, a pet how to um, how to ask to go outside to use the potty or um, the communications are very different with people than with pets, because um, as, as beloved as pets are um, and as good as they are as like knowing I've under, I understand that with dogs, for example, a dog. Um, will know what you are going to do next based on what you are doing right now. And so that's a real cause effect relationship. Um, children don't always know what we are going to do now based on or what we're going to do in a minute based on our behavior right now, nor do we <laughs> ourselves always know what we are going to do in a minute based on our behavior now. Like we don't, we almost have blinders in this way. Um, and so one of the things that, that we talk a lot about on this show and in the ninja parenting community is like seeing seeing things for what they really are, understanding our behavior for what it really is. Um, understanding, for example, so this is just an example from my life. Um, understanding that if I am in a time of stress and um, I go to the, uh, for example, I've been making s'mores lately in the microwave. And um, if I have s'mores from my microwave too many times in a week, I um, I gain weight, right? I'm if I make the decision to microwave six six Weight Watchers points worth of s'mores every day, that's six Weight Watchers points that could have been going to other food, but is instead going to this. 
And at the end of that week, even if I, it's really funny, even if I've remained within my, my whole point system, like Weight Watchers is run on a point system. Um, even if I've stayed well within that, if I have too many s'mores, um, I will end up gaining weight or I'll stay the same when I, when I, if I had, I made different choices, I would have lost weight. And, um, in times of stress, I completely lose track of that connection. (laughs) And, um, we are not very good at, at analyzing our own behavior and doing something, you know, it's not always easy, I guess, for us to do something different next time. And when we think about like the way that we would teach a pet, for example, if we're, if we're training a dog, uh, we train them, we train them to, to do something based on a specific command or a specific series of steps that we have taken. And it's very mindful when we're teaching that so that when later on we go to put it into practice, they just do the thing because they know they're, they've been very well trained. Um, I think because we human beings can see so many variants and possibilities and think ahead. And sometimes we think ahead in worry. And sometimes we think ahead in excitement. Um, it, it's, it changes what is actually what feels like what's around us. So it can be very useful to come back and see what's actually here. And kids are that way too. Kids are not in this way. They're not like dogs. They can't be trained in the same way, because there's, there's a lot of higher level thinking that we don't even see or know about. <laughs> even before kids can talk, they've got real higher level thinking. And um, so it's really meta what we're talking about today. When I think about Mama Llama's um, idea that like, is it really all about controlling behavior or is there something more? I think um, it's, as I said, it's not always about like a rule is broken, here are the consequences. Um, we don't always live in a, in a place of rule. You know, we're not always analyzing this rule was broken just now in real time. So now there's these consequences. Um, we're, it's a, we are parents and that means that we do more than patrol for broken rules. You know what I mean? And, um, it, it just, it's really interesting because, cause mama llama goes on to say, should there have been a consequence for, uh, for behavior during a temper tantrum and should there have been a consequence if he wasn't listening, you know, if he was disobeying the parking lot rules, should he lose music in the car? Um, and I think I, I hate, this is one of those phrases that I just hate and it is, it depends. Um, although with the, the good thing about the phrase, it depends is it means that like we can now, uh, make our choices and, and move forward knowing that like we've made the choice. (laughs) So that's good. Um, but so in those two examples, I would actually say that one of them requires a little bit more, uh, of a, of a discipline controlling behavior kind of action on the part of a parent and the other one doesn't. (laughs) And, um, that's what I mean by it depends. So for the, uh, the parking lot rules, that is one of those moments where a child, if they're not following the parking lot rules, um, they need us to be firm. And if they know that they don't follow, when they don't follow the parking lot rules, they lose music in the car, then they've got to lose music in the car. Like that is a very cut and dried rule broken consequence applied kind of a thing. And, um, what'll happen out of that is eventually, maybe sooner rather than later, even the child will think, oh, I want music in the car. Therefore, I am going to follow the parking lot rules. So that's, that's one of these, you, you need to control that behavior, right? Um, 
And if you think about the ultimate reason for controlling that behavior, it's so that we are safe in parking lots. And um, so there's, there's a bigger reason behind it. So there's some meta up there already. But, um, but the other one, if your child's already having a temper tantrum, um, I think applying these broken rules, you, you know, apply, oh, the rule has been broken that you can't hit. Now um, you've hit. So these are your consequences. I think in that instance, I, this is a pick your battles kind of thing. So if they're already in a temper tantrum, they're already not like not listening. So can rather than say, oh, let's stop the presses here because you've got, you've now broken other rules. So we're piling on instead of that. What I would, what I would recommend is that you do the things that, that, that you've learned that we, that we talk about all the time in NPC to handle things like temper tantrums. So, um, so I teach the, um, the heart method for handling every temper tantrum. Um, it is in positive discipline ninja tactics. So I'm going to put, if you're in the ninja parenting community, you already have, um, there's a, there's a free, uh, uh, included in your membership is a PDF version, an e-copy of positive discipline ninja tactics. So I'm going to link to that in the, uh, in the notes in the community. And um, I am, if you're not a member of the Ninja Parenting community, I'm linking to the book in Amazon because um, I there's a whole chapter about the heart method for handling every temper tantrum. And um, so I would want you to, um, to think globally about this temper tantrum, not individually about each, each time that they flail and hit or kick or something like that. Um, so it's not about, in that instance, it's not about uh, the rule is broken and now here's the consequence. Like we're managing more than broken rules in a temper tantrum. That's your child um, doing what they developmentally must do to grow and develop. And temper tantrums are a part of that. And um, and sometimes they have a lot of them because they've, they've, this is something that they're working out internally. So the good thing about that is it frees us up to not worry. Oh, this temper tantrum, you know, are they just doing this to get at me or are they just deliberately pressing my buttons? They're not, when they're having a temper tantrum, it's not about that at all. It's about internal, the internal struggle. Maybe they don't have the words to express what they want, even though they still want that. You know, sometimes kids simultaneously want to have their shoes on and off at the same time. And you can't physically have both of those things. Kids are learning these things. And, um, and that can cause some serious strife within them. So a temper tantrum is different than, um, than breaking parking lot rules. When they are breaking parking lot rules, it is to press your buttons specifically because they need to know that you're, you are going to enforce the consequences of doing this. Um, they're not thinking about uh, running away, um, you know, they're not thinking about it as we are as adults with the potential for getting hit by a car or something like that. They're thinking about, I'm going to, I'm going to see what my parent does <laughs> when I do this. Will they do the same thing they did last time? They are waiting for you to do that. And they need that uh, as much as it doesn't look like they need it. They need you to uphold that consistency. We talk a lot about that um, in the community. It comes up in Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics. Uh, it's come up on the podcast many, many times. Um, I teach a method for thinking about this that has to do with bricks and uh, a room in your child's head. So <laughs> if that sounds weird, um, you know, check out one of those resources because uh, they these are tools that are really, really useful. So, OK, um, I hope that explains 
that like sometimes it's one and sometimes it's the other. Sometimes it's about controlling behavior and sometimes it's about uh, not necessarily controlling the behavior, but just rolling with it, I guess, is, is what I would say. If you're already in a tantrum, deal with that. Don't break it down into individual tiny pieces of the tantrum. Um, and know that they're doing something different developmentally that you have to um, keep them safe about, but that you have to let them work out. Uh, conniving kids out of temper tantrums, like with bribery, for example, or um, or hitting them or spanking them or something like that. If you're trying to, if you, you know, like what we were told in our house when I was growing up was, yo, you're crying now. You think you're crying now? I'll give you something to cry about. Please don't do that with your child. Um, they're not doing they're not doing that to upset you. They're doing it because they, they need, you know, oftentimes anyway, they need to work something out internally. And from you, they need steady, quiet, calm, uh, repetitious behavior. And, um, and that is all very meta. So, (laughs) so, so there we go. Um, I, the I wanted to kind of end on a positive note because, um, because Mama Lama's question here really gets into, um, controlling the behavior or question mark, you know, um, controlling the behavior or what. And I, I love the idea of getting beyond controlling your child's behavior and into what I think of as just enjoying the relationship, just enjoying that connection. Like really, this is where the bonding happens. Um, when it's, when it's about, uh, just being in the moment with our kids and seeing what happens, like what questions do they ask? Um, I think if you're in a parking lot and you're guarding against your child running away, that's maybe not the best time to be just enjoying the relationship yet. But when, when they're older, you know, um, they're, they're and when they're older and you have kind of consistently applied that positive discipline and, taking those moments to enjoy the relationship when you can. Um, I think as they get older, there will be moments like this in parking lots because you'll, you will, you'll be in a, in a kind of good space. So there will come a day when they grow out of running away from you in a parking lot, when you need that like car magnet for them to put their hand on. Um, one day you'll look at that car magnet and go, huh, I wonder when the last time we had to use that was. (laughs) So hang on for that. It's coming. I promise. And, um, when I, the, when I think about being in the present moment, uh, it means being mindful. It means not being on screens, which is something we talk about a lot. Um, I went, Ben and I went out for breakfast recently and there was a, a mom and child at the next table and the child looked to be about two. And, um, I, I was frankly chilled by what I saw. Um, anytime that child wanted anything, they would scream bloody murder and they were instantly given that thing. Uh, and I'm talking, they were given it with no eye contact. There was no like, Oh, this is what you want. There was no attempt at making meaning. It was like, Oh, that's what he wants. Give it to him. And, uh, then he would jump down out of his chair and run away. And rather than, and again, there was no, there was no eye contact. There was no like, oh, you've got to stay with us. It was just run after the kid, pick up the kid, put him back in the chair. Don't look at him. Whip out the phone. That happened several times. Um, so so there's no engagement. This child isn't getting any engagement. And um, 
And it just, it was chilling to me because it was, it was either nothing like no, I never saw, I was facing them and I never saw any eye contact at all on the part of this parent and child. What I saw was the child would do something bad. Um, the mom would try to make amends somehow. Um, and the child would sit there until it was time to do something bad again, until a few seconds had gone by and they, and they would do something else. She, she did the right thing in the sense of um, when it got overwhelming for everybody in the restaurant, she brought him outside. Um, I think she was, she was really struggling to be a good mom, but I think she was incredibly overwhelmed by um, the behavior of her child and she didn't know what to do about it. And it's not even that she spent that much time on the phone, to be honest, um, although she did spend some critical moments when I wished that there was interaction between them on the phone. And I was trying to sort of exude a sense of like, we've all been there and it's okay. Um, I think everyone in the restaurant felt sympathy and I certainly felt a ton of sympathy. I also felt frustration because um, what is this two-year-old learning about the world when they're when they're not getting any positive engagement at all <laughs> in a forty-five-minute breakfast session? Um, and and it, it was it was terrifying. Um, and I I'm trying to think why did I get off on that? Oh, because that was not a mom in the present moment. Uh, either either that mom was disciplining not positively, or um, or positively disciplining by removing her child and waiting until he stopped tantruming. Um, but there was, it was either negative, neutral, or, or nothing, basically. And um, that's, that's not in the present moment. I don't want that for you. If you're going to be out for breakfast with your child, um, I want you to enjoy that time. I want you to, uh, you know, I want you to engage your child because they're trying to make meaning. I mean, this little boy was trying to make meaning um, and wasn't, nobody around him was, I, I actually, I thought of Helen Keller because, um, you know, we learn about Helen Keller as a young child. She became uh, blind and deaf because of an illness. And um, she was sort of blindly stumbling around in her, in her world, in her, in her family home. Um she would just make mischief all the time. She would take stuff off of other people's plates. She would throw things. No one could communicate with her. And here is a boy who can be communicated with. And I know this because um, I'm just revealing this now, but there was another person at that table. I, I'm going to guess like an auntie of, of the boy or something like that. And every once in a while, she would engage the boy. They would have eye contact. They would have a smile or something but the mom never, ever did it. And so um, it's almost as if she's shaping her child to be blind and deaf and, um, and to, to, to be confused about what the world means, you know, and is and, and the kinds of interactions you can have in it because she's not giving him anything like that. And it was terrifying. So, okay, so there's a long, uh, <laughs> there's a long story about what I don't want for you, which is to not be in the present moment with your child. So, so there were definitely moments at this, at this uh, table that could have been positive discipline. Um, and had there been more positive discipline, I feel sure that there could have been more moments of being in the moment. Uh, and I hope that I really hope that makes sense. God, that was quite a long story. Um, and, and the thing I want to finish up with is uh, this really great quote that I, I read one time. 
um, in, of all things, a math curriculum book, a homeschooling math curriculum book. And um, in it, there's a character named Fred. His name's uh, Fred Gauss. And it's the end of a long, I'm not remembering it exactly, but it's something like it's the end of a long day. It's been very busy. It's the end of the book, basically. And, um, and so Fred has had this very, like, sort of a lot of calamity has happened in this day. And, and then he thinks to himself, you know what, there are times in life to swim and times to float. And right now, he had decided was a time to float. And that's kind of what I want you to think about. Like there are some times in life where you're swimming and what you're doing, if you think of it in this context, is you are shaping your child's behavior positively. You are applying consequences to, you know, broken rules or interactions or whatever. Um, And then there are times for floating, for just, for just existing for being for seeing what questions come up for seeing what book gets brought to you so that you can snuggle up together and read for um a lot of times these interesting interactions happen in the car uh it's so much fun to be in the car and have your child ask a question so like shut off the music sometimes or or shut off the podcast or the you know video or whatever and just see what comes up um and, and that's, I guess that's really what I want to end on. I've now got the Modest Mouse song float on in my head, which is like one of my favorite songs in the whole wide world. Um, and it is about, it's about like, you know, things are going to happen, but we're going to be okay. And um, I, I really hope that that, that you take that from this video and that you take that from anything that I would do is that, um, yes, there are these things that happen in life and we can't ignore them. We have to look at them squarely in the face. Um, and we have to understand on a different level maybe than we had thought that we did. And I, I totally get how hard that is because I've been where you are um, in terms of raising my own kids and in learning how to be a teacher and stuff as well. Uh, but when we do, uh, we get these incredibly wonderful moments of floating on and we get to do that with our kids and it's awesome. So, um, so Mama Lama, thank you so much for this question. It's amazing. It's such a good question. And um, I think it really shows kind of the level of understanding that you have now as a parent. And I'm really proud of you. Um, and I know that, that uh, it means good things for you, you and your family if you are at this point um, where you're asking this question and really considering it. So thank you. Thank you very much. I will um, talk to you in the forums. And uh, if you're listening in the podcast or if you're watching this um, also in the forums, then I'll talk to you soon, I hope. Uh, Cheers. Thank you so much for watching all the way to the end. Thank you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want a date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com, where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Derp, 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 derp,